You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Now let's get to Pete. This is the big question of the offseason. The big question of this offseason is how to handle Pete Alonso. The Mets obviously have a couple of options. Option number one is to trade him. I don't think a lot of us are in favor of that. Uh, It would certainly hurt their chances in the short term of 2024 and competing in 2024 because the likeliest scenario, you know, barring some made-up farcical trade like, hey, Pete Alonso for Juan Soto, which is not happening, you're getting prospects. And while that deepens the Met farm system, it hurts their chances at winning next year. You're taking away all that power, the middle of the order pop. You're taking all that away. And really, what are you replacing it with? Long term, could a trade like that work out? I think it's unlikely because you really need to hit on those prospects. But in the short term, the Mets take a major step back. And if you're spending all this money to win now and in the future, you hurt yourself in the short term. That's option number one. Do I think the Mets are going to do that? I lean towards no. Not because of anything David Stern said at his press conference, but because I'm not sure they're even going to be able to get the package for a year for a guy who is one year removed from free agency. I don't think they're getting a deal that maybe they envision. So number one, trading him, I think is still unlikely to happen. Number two, eh, let him play out the year which I think is the likeliest scenario to happen, which is go out, have a monster year, we'll let you get to free agency, and we will play the risk game. It's a risky game because all you need is one owner. All you need is one general manager, and Pete could get a contract that maybe you deem stupid, and he's gone. The other option is a contract extension. Now let's take a look at other first basemen's who have either hit free agency, which is the likeliest scenario we're staring at, and guys that were locked up long-term. Let's start off with the guys locked up long-term. I try to find a perfect comparison. There isn't. In fact, the comparisons I'm going to give you are so effing different, it's frustrating. So we can run the numbers on these guys. We could look at the age on these guys, but you're going to notice something that's very, very different. Let's start off with guy number one, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is a guy who at the time was 31 years old and he was one year removed away from free agency. So what are the differences? Difference number one, age. Pete Alonzo right now is 28 turning 29 years old, depending on when they sign him. Paul Goldschmidt, much better player, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not arguing that, and certainly more established and certainly a different kind of player. Like Paul Goldschmidt hit a lot of home runs and has hit a lot of home runs, but just a flat-out better hitter, maybe not the same pop that a guy like Pete Alonso has. But Paul Goldschmidt, upon being a year away from free agency, was 31 years old. Right now, Pete is 28, but he turns 29 in December. So I think for the sake of this, he is a 29-year-old. 
if he signs this contract before entering free agency. That's a two-year age difference. But here's the other major thing that's different. Paul Goldschmidt signed that contract as a St. Louis Cardinal after he was traded to them by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So think about this. He had never played a game for the Cardinals upon signing the contract. Who's that similar to? That's similar to Francisco Lindor. That's who it's similar to. Because Francisco Lindor was acquired by the New York Mets on the final year of his deal, like Paul Goldschmidt, and the Mets worked out a long-term deal with him before he had ever played a game for the New York Mets. That's Paul Goldschmidt. And yes, it's different. Because while you can look at what Paul did between 2011 and 2018, and you see these really incredible numbers, a 297 hitter, which is the number one thing that's just different than Pete. Pete's batting average is about 50, 45 points less, obviously a lot more on the year he just had, a 930 OPS, which is higher than Pete. And he was a really good home run hitter, but never hit 40 home runs. Most home runs Paul Goldschmidt hit in a season was 36. He had eclipsed that 30 number four times in his major league career and had driven it over 100 runs three times. So very different player. Better player, I admit that. Cole Glover, better defensively. Actually found a way to sneak out 30 stolen bases in his season in 2016. But I do think it's important to recognize, because this does matter, that you're talking about a guy that's a career Met versus a guy who, upon signing that contract with the St. Louis Cardinals, had never played a game for that franchise. Now, what was this contract? It was a five-year, $130 million deal. That averages out to $26 million per year. If you want to give him the same amount of money per season, which is $26 million a year, but you want to tack on the two years because he is two years younger than Paul, and you want to use that as a frame of reference, then what you're looking at is a seven-year $182 million deal. Would you give him seven years, 182, Pete? No question. Would he take it? No. No, he would not take it. I'm just pointing that out. No, he would not take it. So that's the Goldie contract. Again, he was 31 years old. He would have been 32 years old if he waited to go into free agency. He got $26 million per year. And Paul Goldschmidt is a tremendous baseball player who, yes, is better than Pete Alonso. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, that contract was also signed four years ago, so it's a different time. Other contracts have been handed out since then, which is important to recognize, and that is very important. You can't always compare 
I mean, we're using this as a frame of reference because what else are you supposed to look at? You could look at other players, but it's impossible to compare like Trey Turner and Francisco Lindor and Corey Seager's contracts as shortstops to a first baseman. So you try to find the proper comps. So Goldschmidt's different. 26 million per year, five year deal, 31 years old, a year moved from free agency, which was similar to Pete, had never played a game for the team. I'll give you another comp I found. Matt Olson. Here's the similarity between Matt Olson and Paul Goldschmidt. Again, Matt Olson had never played a game for the Braves upon signing the contract. The Braves lost Freddie Freeman or elected to not re-sign Freddie Freeman, however you want to frame it. And the Braves trade for Matt Olson, who is not one, but two years away from free agency. But we know how Atlanta works. They operate on trying to lock up their guys as soon as possible. So Matt Olson was 28 years old at the time. If he had waited to get to free agency, he would have been 30, same age as Pete, but had never played a game for the Atlanta Braves, and the Atlanta Braves locked him up to a eight-year, $160 million, uh, $168 million deal. That's $21 million per year, and here's why this contract pisses me off on so many levels. And it has nothing to do with hating the Atlanta Braves. I'll leave that part out. It's not about the Braves getting another guy on a cheap deal. But this contract is an effing steal. And so to look at it and say, well, that's what Pete has to accept. And if Pete doesn't, he's a douche or something like that. That's not really a fair way to look at it. Because a couple of things about Matt Olson. Matt Olson's year he's coming off of, in 2023, the 53, 54 home runs, 139 RBIs, he had never come close to numbers like that. Not even close. I mean, not even in the same stratosphere. So we're thinking about a year that Matt put up after the contract was signed. So it's not like they would have gotten him on an eight-year, $168 million deal if he hadn't put up that number, let's say, in 2019. He puts that up in 2019. He ain't signing for eight years, 168. Because here's what Matt Olson was prior to signing this contract with Atlanta. Played only 11 games in 2016. Can't look at it. Played only 59 games in 2017. Was very good. Hit 24 home runs, 45 RBIs, 259 average, 1,000 OPS. But again, very small sample size of 59 games. 2018 plays a full year. 247, 29 home runs, 84 RBIs, 162 games, 788 OPS. Not that good. 2019 misses 40 games. But when he does play... Manages to hit 36 home runs, 267 average, 896 OPS, fine, fine season. 2020 was terrible. I'm going to throw it. It's 2020. And I think we're all, we all want to be fair about what that year was. Final year before he goes to Atlanta. So final year before he signs his contract. This is everything he's done in his career. Plays 156 games, 270, 39, 111, 911 OPS. Very good year. Gets traded off a very good season, goes to Atlanta, is two years away from free agency, and says, F it, I'm going to lock myself up to an eight-year, $168 million deal. He then produces a 34-103 season in 22, and then obviously this past year puts up massive numbers. MVP kind of year, 54-139. 
that eight-year 168 is not signed by Matt Olson if he puts together these two years. If Matt Olson doesn't sign that extension and plays these two years out and is a free agent right now at 29, 30 years old, he'll be 30 right before opening day. What do you think he's getting? He's getting a he's getting a massive contract. Am I wrong, Pete? He's not no. signing eight one sixty eight. I think you probably see him sign like a, a an eight year deal for like two forty two fifty. I th- I think you're right. And who knows? You get a bidding war going on. It could be worse than that. So I don't like Matt Olson's contract being used here because it's different, and he's also coming off of his best seasons. Eight one sixty eight. It's only $21 million per season. The other first baseman I found that signed early, and you got to go back a decade. So it is completely fair to throw this out and say, come on, we're talking about 10 years ago, is Joey Votto. Joey Votto with Cincinnati was two years removed from free agency. He was, he was young at the time when he signed this deal too. And he tried to put the screws on Cincinnati, created like a deadline if you don't sign me by now, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to wait. I'm going to go to free agency two years later. And who knows what he would have gotten. Joey Votto ended up getting a 10-year, $225 million deal. And Votto signed this two years away from free agency. Again, very, very different player than Pete. I mean, huge on-base guy, 320 average, won an MVP in 2010. Better player. Again, not saying Pete's better. I'm saying they're very, very different. That's for sure. And Votto signs that contract, and obviously that contract has now looked kind of crappy. But a part of why it's looked kind of crappy is because Joey Votto got old. <laughs> and when you give a guy a 10-year contract and he signs until he's 39 years old, that's the risk you run into. So Pete is 29 for the sake of this discussion. He's not getting a 10-year deal. He may ask for one. He's not getting one unless he plays out this season and hits, you know, 77 home runs. So I don't think a 10-year, $225 million deal is realistic, but it is a first baseman who signed a contract prior to free agency. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 